This is The Power Profile, stories of world-class leadership, hosted by award-winning broadcast journalist and media entrepreneur, Christina Mendonza. Get ready to connect with those defining success. This is The Power Profile, where we look at power in all forms of our personal and professional lives and talk to people who've leveraged power in their own lives. Today, a conversation with the creator of GoBundance Women, Kelly Resendez. In addition to being a mom and an executive with a multi-billion dollar fintech company, Resendez is a best-selling author and co-creator of GoBundance Women. It's an organization that helps women adopt an abundance mindset and not just financial abundance, but a whole 360 life abundance. I hope you're enjoying fall as much as I am. I spent the weekend with friends in the wine country. Uh, We tried this new rail explorer experience in Ione after a picnic potluck at a vineyard. Great little eight-mile trek on rail cars. E-assisted, anyone of any ability can enjoy it. Mostly it was a chance to uh, exhale from all that swirling to build a new memory with friends. We all need that right now. October is almost over. This year is flying by and it's power down time at my company, Mendonca Media. Client calendars are already full with holiday events. They don't have time to schedule strategy sessions or media training. Video projects are also slowing down, but I welcome it because I'm really trying to knuckle down and get some work done on this veteran-focused documentary, Sacred Texts of War. When producing a documentary on a budget, you want to measure twice and cut once, which means a lot of writing before you send it off to be video edited or else you're gonna have a million re-edits. So that's gonna keep me busy. But what's really busy right now is the news cycle. My goodness, at KFBK, I host a four hour daily morning show with Sam Shane and with all that's happening in the world and the economy and the upcoming election and everything in Israel, the news cycle is like a fire hose, tough to control, and you just can't take a sip. It is slamming you in the face daily. So I expect that with all of that happening, this last quarter of 2023 is just going to slip through my fingers. And it's my hope for more time with friends. And I wish the same for you as you try to recharge and reconnect with people before the holidays. And connection is really the theme of today's interview. Kelly Resendez is one of those super connectors. She established GoBundance Women to bring together powerful women across industries. And as one of the members says, it's all about building a life you don't need to take a vacation from. They help women build the six pillars, health, authentic relationships, financial freedom, genuine contribution, bucket list adventures, and uplifting accountability. Kelly Resendez joins me now. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, super excited to be here with you, Christina. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about your journey and what inspired you to create GoBundance Women. So what was was happening in your life when you thought, you know, I I need to co-create or pull together these really impactful, powerful women? Yeah, for me, you know, I've I've started off in business very early on, just straight out of high school while I was going through college. And as I created success for myself, one of the areas in my life that I felt that I didn't have a lot of was accountability and connection with other women that also wanted to be ambitious in achieving their goals and and really just connecting. And so I had been a little lonely, to be honest. There was just a lot of loneliness because I couldn't celebrate a lot of my success with my friends and other things, or at least I felt like I couldn't. 
And I, I longed for just a community of women that were also, you know, trying to, to create more for themselves. And that's really what inspired it was just recognizing that I needed to, to change a little bit of the proximity. I love everyone that I'm close to still, but at the same time, I wanted that network of women that also wanted to go out and do, do big things. I think that's such a common uh, difficulty for women who are who are rising, who are rising in their career. You have great friends, and 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 those friends are uh, have you know joined you on your journey in your life. But but finding other people who are kind of in that same space creating is very difficult for young women. I, I'm thinking right now of my daughter who is in her mid twenties and in a fintech company. It's very difficult for her to meet other women who are doing what she's doing. Absolutely. It is It is one of those challenges because we need to surround ourselves with like-minded people if we're going to get to the next level. We have to surround ourselves with people that also aspire to make a greater impact in the world. And I dream big. You know, I don't dream in terms of I want to impact a few women. You know, I want to impact millions of women with my story or just tips on, on how they can create that life that they've always dreamed of. And so you have have to be intentional, really intentional about right. having that group of women that support you. You talk about the importance of an abundance mindset. Can you elaborate on what this means and why it's crucial for both personal and professional growth? Absolutely. So when it comes to mindset, the first thing that people have to see is it really is the filter in which you experience life. So it's more than a set of beliefs that you hold, which is, that's a key part of it, but it is the way that you're experiencing life. And so as you look at abundance and in every area of your life, it's, do you feel abundant in the amount of time that you have? Do you feel abundant in your bank account, in love, in your relationship or connection with your friendships or resources that you have in order to get to the next level and having an abundance mindset truly embraces the idea that there's more than enough, that your cup is overflowing. So you have that ability to, you know, give more freely. It wasn't what I needed to learn about business. It was more about who I needed to be. Because when I started to focus more on who I was being and how I showed up and impacted people around me, you know, my business exploded. And it kind of took me to that next level and where other people would get stuck feeling, whether it was sorry for themselves or having a little bit of shame or pity about something. I looked at any challenge as an opportunity, as an opportunity to, you know, develop my team more, to, you know, focus on how I might avoid this problem in the future. And it really allowed me to excel. You know, I was in the mortgage industry for many years and, and became that top producer. And I accredit it fully to my mindset. And as I have now approached that second career for me here at Goodleap, I, I brought that same mindset with me that I need to focus on what's amazing. And for the things that are that we're struggling with, just look at them from an opportunity standpoint and, and try to create you know, new possibilities for the ways through those. I like how you describe it as a lens. And then, you know, all the different areas of abundance in our life, because we think first, you know, people think financial abundance. Okay. But yeah, you're right. Abundance in love, abundance in time, abundance in, you know, inspiration in your own life. It, does it take, I mean, how is that, how do you navigate that in terms of 
looking at what is deficient in abundance and getting yeah. more of that. I mean, there has to be a lot of self-reflection. There does. I mean, awareness is the key. You know, when you choose a growth mindset and you must have a growth mindset to have an abundance mindset, you know, Carol Dwick, m amazing, you know, way of just sharing the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. So you have to be willing to grow. That's the first step. And when you make that step, it is becoming aware, like what are some of those habitual thought patterns that I have? When I, when I look at something, let's take traffic, for instance, if you look at traffic, we're programmed to stress out. We're programmed to feel negative. You have to be willing to reprogram yourself and say, wow, this is a great opportunity. I might get a great phone call in with a friend I haven't talked to. I can listen to another episode of Christina's podcast. I can take a little bit of time to reflect on all the things that I'm grateful for, and it will shift your perspective about something as simple as traffic, that so many people come into work stressed out because they're late because of traffic. And so when you approach really adopting an abundance mindset, again, you have to start with taking inventory of where you are today and where you want to become and just every single morning, start to just set that intentionality, whether it's through doing, doing a morning ritual or I am statements or listening to, you know, a YouTube on something about it, but just setting that intention. So as you experience the same types of things over and over again, you have a different response because you do have to reprogram yourself. Many people are reprogrammed or are programmed to just have that half glass empty perspective. And it's possible to shift that. Like, why wouldn't you want to experience life with like, all right, my flight's delayed or all right, my top producer just quit. All right. Any of these things, everything's always working out. Okay. For me, I know that it always has. So how do I experience whatever it is that I, you know, with gratitude and with an opportunistic, you know, approach. I want to dive into the topic or the, the concept of self-sabotage. And I will admit, it's not something that I I know a whole lot about because I don't feel like I've ever done this with myself. Maybe I have. Yeah. Um, but I know it's super common for, for women in particular to sabotage some of their success once they reach a certain level. Talk to me about how you work with people on that and what you've learned yourself about that concept of self-sabotage. Yeah, I would say, I mean, that's amazing that you haven't recognized any areas of your life because that's not very common. And the reason why it's not common is that most of our life is driven by our subconscious mind. And most of us have trauma at some level that is guiding us. You know, we strive to avoid being hurt. And if we've been hurt in the past, whether it's rejection or shame or, you know, just not feeling worthy at our deepest level, it will show up because a lot of times our brain would rather be right. Like I'm not going to try at all just because I don't want to get hurt if I fail. And that's where self-sabotage comes in. It's just where we have a desire to take a step forward, to reach a goal, to get to a new place in our career and we don't take the steps necessary. And it can show up in many different forms from having a lack of confidence, 
procrastinating, trying to be perfect. That's my own. I will tell you that I am a pretty good uh, perfectionist. Like <laughs> I, I've mastered trying to be perfect, which is <laughs> just like being in prison, you know, because it is, there's no such thing. And so I try to, I try to tell myself every day that I'm in recovery mm-hmm. now from being a perfectionist, but it shows up in my life where it might stop me from doing something because it won't be perfect. And so we have to recognize our own preferred methods of self-sabotage. Sometimes we can't recognize it on our own and we need somebody else to reflect back to us. You know, it's something I work with our team on. It is something that I work with, you know, the women in Go Abundance on. It's once you identify it and have awareness and bring it to the surface, then it's a lot easier to override it. But if we run from it and we're afraid to ask for help and we're afraid to ask for that honest feedback from the people around us, we aren't going to get to that next level. And I believe, you know, I look at life as just becoming the best version of yourself every day. I'm not going to shame the person I was yesterday. Maybe I didn't manage all the things that I should have, but I'm going to try again today and I'm going to try again tomorrow. And I'm just going to continue to be intentional about who I want to be. And so when you look at your goals, if you have them, which I hope that all the listeners actually start to write down some of these goals because your brain needs directions most people's brains are guiding their life and it really only cares about keeping you alive. It doesn't care about you living an extraordinary life. If you don't give it the instructions, it will just keep you comfortable. And a lot of people are comfortable in not feeling great about themselves because they're used to that. And so you have to make that decision today to do something different, become aware of how you self-sabotage and create plans around trying to stop doing that in the future. Yeah, it's interesting because as you were talking about this, uh, a good friend of mine who's a therapist uh, came to mind and and something I that we've talked about and I've heard her say before, and it's not just women, she says anyone, human beings will make a dash for safety quicker than anything. And it prevents us from taking risks that maybe we should take. So I think that's kind of a, a different definition of self-sabotage. Just And you touched on it with just the level of comfort that people feel uh, in, in lives that really aren't satisfying to them in the end. Absolutely. Because what people don't realize, we get just as much dopamine feeling shame as we do feeling successful. And that's what our brain's after. And we just have to recognize it. You know, one of the one of the decisions that I made early on as I started speaking and coaching other people was everyone has access to the same information. Why is one person doing something with it and another and the other person is not? And what I really recognized was until you understand the program that you accidentally picked up when you were a young child. And I look at this as pre- frontal lobe being developed. So before age seven, for most people, there's a lot of programming that's running our lives. So if we didn't hear that we were amazing every day, or we could do anything that we set our mind to, or that we could achieve any level of success, you have to reprogram yourself because you might have that voice in there that says, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're never going to be anything other than lazy. So many people are paralyzed by that. And so you have to awaken to this idea 
that your brain will keep you safe as long as you allow it to. And there's nothing extraordinary about feeling safe. There is a level of certainty most of us crave. Like I like having a home base. I like my rituals. Like I like going for walks. I like doing all these other things. There's a lot of certainty in my life that I've created, but there's a lot of uncertainty that I allow myself to to experience because I know that's what's going to get me to that next level of feeling where I feel fantastic. So if we have not grown up in an environment that affirmed us, that, you know, told us we were great and we have some of this trauma or some of these feelings that we're carrying, I've heard you talk about the concept of uh, resilience fitness. It sounds like a workout, like, is it like something that you, you need to, you know, uh, tell, explain that concept to me and how it applies to changing some of that inner dialogue or monologue. Absolutely. So one of my golden rules in my life is I get knocked down and I get up again. And that is what resilience is. The first thing is you have to make a decision that you're willing to get knocked down. It is a muscle that you have to, you know, flex regularly. You have to put yourself into the room that you don't feel like the smartest person there. You have to put yourself into situations to learn new things that are going to feel challenging at first in order to build that resilience and confidence because it comes from doing things that are a reach for us. And so as you look at your goals, you have to ask yourself, like, am I living full out or am I just playing it safe where I'm just doing the things that I've always done? And if and this is if you want to feel differently. You know, it is important that you start to recognize that your emotions are absolutely something that you can have more control over. So if you feel bored, start to understand more about what creates dopamine, what creates oxytocin, what creates some of these things in order to be able to feel better. And so that resilience fitness level that you have, you have to ask yourself, how challenging can life get for you to still maintain joy in spite of anything that's going on? You know, I've gone through the death of a parent I have a sister that struggles with mental illness. I have challenges just like everyone else, but the way that I experience them is different because I've practiced it. I've practiced how I manage my emotions, how I can regulate in in spite of anything that I face. Now, I'm still not going to go jump out of an airplane. Like there are things that I will not do, right? Like that is not appealing to me. That type of fear is not appealing to me but I will reach out to somebody that might not ever respond to me. I'm willing to be rejected. I'm willing to put myself into, you know, uncomfortable spaces in order to be able to practice, you know, how I can become more resilient and confident. And it helps you. And doing that over and over again does build those muscles. It does. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And some people were born that way. I am so blessed and grateful for my parents. There was never a time that they told me I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if I said I was going to do something ridiculous, they'd say, oh, I can't wait to see it instead of that's never going to happen. So my imagination of dreaming big never got squashed. 
where a lot of people grew up in an environment where their parents might have said, well, you need to start thinking about your retirement or you need to have a job that's going to, you know, do these certain things. And you have to override that program, like be open to the adventure of connecting your purpose with with what you do as a profession and that's where magic really happens when you know that you're really excited about what you're doing everything falls into place and that gift so many parents give their children of just try it it's okay if you suck at it it's okay if you fail it's okay to just try it but just try it absolutely but we don't even realize as parents you know i'm grateful you know, my, my dear friend, Dr. Shafali, greatest parenting coach out there, um, like one of the philosophies that she had was just see yourself in anything that you're trying to project onto your children. And we don't even notice those subtleties of like the second our kid comes off of the soccer field, did you do your best is almost asking them, like, I don't think you did. Mm-hmm. And we don't recognize that. And when I talk to employees all the time, I'm like, did you do your best yesterday at work? Mm-hmm. Or did you go get lazy and, and get on social media and stop doing what you were supposed to be doing? Like we project onto our children so many of the things that we really need to work on. So at my number one parenting mindset, it's part of my abundance mindset, is my parents or my children chose me to teach me the lessons I was unwilling to learn on my own. So rather than allowing them to trigger me, it was, I need to learn how to be more accepting or patient. Now, I wouldn't give myself an A plus because I still was, you know, got triggered as a parent, but I also just became more intentional. If I did notice myself getting emotionally pulled into something, I was able to see it and say, wow, this is an area that you really need to, you know, put a little bit more intentionality behind. Parenting is such a, obviously a special relationship and help in that it helps us shape our early personalities, but, but, but also mentorship. And it seems like GoBundance is all about this co-mentorship. How do the women that you work with find and cultivate these meaningful mentorship relationships? Yeah, mentorship is so important in every area of our life. And you really should choose a mentor in every area, whether it's business, finances, relationship, you know, how you can contribute more. Having somebody that you can look up to and aspire and run things by will absolutely help you. So within GoBundance Women, which is a membership community of, you know, successful women, we've got a lot of investors and entrepreneurs and et cetera in there, is we connect people with a group of four to five women that meet on a regular basis and share their greatest goals, their greatest intentions, their struggles, the things that they need support on. And that group is, is there to really, you know, cheerlead them on, listen, you know, support them, maybe make that next best connection. That's going to, you know, fast forward, whatever they are, are looking for in their health or in their business, et cetera. And so it's important to surround yourself. You know, if you are a successful, you know, woman that wants to do more, the last thing you want is people around you to say, wow, Christina, how are you going to do that? Like, when are you ever going to stop? You want somebody to say, wow, that's an amazing idea. What can I do to support you on this? Who, who maybe do I know 
that could help support that idea moving forward. And that's really what Go Abundance Women provides to us is that it's that mixture between accountability, a safe place to celebrate, and then we also give people the tools that they need to create financial freedom for themselves, which is for me, for anyone that wants to step into abundance, you need to know your numbers. You need to know how much money you really need at some point in your life so that you have freedom from feeling like you won't be able to afford your bills. Wow. Yes, for sure. Okay. So in, you've met so many different women through Go Abundance Women. Can you, I don't know if you've been able to distill it, but I, I'm sure you have some key skills or qualities uh, that you see in today's rapidly changing world that women need to thrive and succeed in their careers and their personal lives. Absolutely. So I would say the top skill that we all need is a strategy to manage overthinking. So overthinking is what gets us into trouble. We put a lot of meaning behind conversations or, you know, just different things that happen in our life because we always want to connect the dots. Like our brain wants a story and the meaning we give things changes the way that you experience life. So if you find a way to look at your thoughts, look at them separate from yourself, look at them from a vantage point of they are not me, like I am not my thoughts and I have to sort and qualify them. You know, I, I kind of call it TMS for a lot of us women. We're really used to PMS, but what we need is PMS, <laughs> which is a thought management, you know, system to be able to say like, hey, does that thought serve me? Is it in alignment with what I want to create in my life? Or is that thought really coming to keep me safe, to keep me in, in, in a place where I'm not going to get outside of my comfort zone. And it's a strategy that I created for myself early on in my career, you know, being in mortgage, a lot of rejection amongst the real estate community, amongst, you know, customers, your friend deciding to go with another lender. And I was faced and plagued with disappointment all the time because I was desiring to be perfect. That's where that self-sabotage came in. And so I was able to really look at those biggest high-level thoughts that I was having on a regular basis as I experienced something. And I came up with a new way to experience it. So if somebody said no, you know, I always had a strategy like I'm going to give it another try. I'm going to give it another try. And if not, it's not meant to be and I'll move on. And so it allowed me the space to not, not, not feel rejection anymore. I just made a decision like it's not the right opportunity for my business. So thank you. And a lot of those thank yous were, I'm really thankful that I didn't end up doing business with this person because I heard something from someone else or, or, or whatnot. So having a really solid thought management system is important. That is that, so you're out. I mean, those thoughts that we have that the overthinking about things that uh, the, the one lesson that has helped me is, is realizing is that thought re the thought is real, but is it true? Yes. Real absolutely. but not true is like a theme for over overthinking thoughts. Absolutely. And, you know, I created this strategy and then I found Byron Katie. I'm not sure if you know Byron mm -hmm. Katie, but that was one of the major questions was, is it true? 
that yeah. she came up with. And so most of the time it's not, it's just how we have given meaning to something. And that's really where, when I went backwards and figured out, and I, I kind of touched on this earlier and I forgot to finish off on it, but when I couldn't figure out why people weren't doing what they, what they knew they should be doing, I dug deep into neuroscience and really understanding like, why does our brain ruminate? Some people's brains ruminate more than others. Like when I want to go to sleep, I go to sleep. One of the greatest gifts that I gave myself was becoming a master at sleeping. Like if people said like, what are your superpowers? I am an excellent sleeper. Oh. I don't stay up. I don't. And I know, you know, my mom passed away from dementia at an early age and she never slept. Mm. And when you look at, you know, our body needs deep sleep to repair itself to, you know, really just make sure all of our organs, including our brain, are working on point. So becoming a good sleeper was important. I also just started to realize like this rumination that our brain does is something that we can get away from. But you have to be willing to, again, look at some of the greatest tools that are available. So the second one is meditation. If somebody said, I want to rewire my belief system. I want to take my life to the next level. I would say meditation is the next one. Early in the morning, late at night. It is critical, like critical that you find that time before your brain's already in hyperdrive, before you check your phone, before you start worrying about what's next, that you feed yourself, whether it's gratitude, forgiveness, confidence, whatever it is, do a five-minute meditation. Just take a moment and it will absolutely help take your life to the next level. And then that third piece or tool, and most of us in Go Abundance Women have one, is having a morning ritual. Quickly just assess what your greatest priorities in your life are and it will show you how you feel. Most women especially, men too, are afraid to put themselves first. They put everyone else first. They empty their cup. They have, whether it's a sickness, breakdown, you know, feelings of overwhelm, and then they rebuild again. There's a different way. That is really prioritizing your own emotional and physical well-being above everyone else. Once you do that and you really just have a cemented way of doing it, it will change your life. So for me, it's a morning ritual. You know, every morning, I'm very faith-based. Every morning I read the Bible, I look at my goals, I look at who I want to be, I journal, I meditate, and then I start to go into the rest of my day. You know, certain days I have workout as well, but I make sure that my physical and emotional well-being is on point, my self-care, so that I have the ability to serve other people to the highest degree. That is discipline. I mean, to to, have, yes. to be able to do that each morning is uh, takes a, a great degree of discipline, achievable uh, for anyone, but uh, agreed, a lot of discipline. That leads yes. me to a question I ask every one of my guests, uh, and that is, when you are creatively drained, do you have a habit, hobby, or ritual? You told me about your morning ritual, and I don't know, maybe it's the same yeah. thing, but do you have something you do when you are feeling creatively drained that recharges your batteries? Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple go-tos. It depends on on how I'm really feeling. Uh, the first one is I have to take a bath every single day. It is truly the way that I wash away. And I've I've 
this was for all of you parents having a transition from being a career person to going home and and being a full-time parent as well like our kids just want our presence have some sort of transition where it is you are clearing away your day and being present for your family Mm. it will be life-changing and that was a bath for me so i would tell my kids when they were little like mom's got to go wash her day off just give me 15 20 minutes (laughs) i would read you know i'm an avid reader and so that is one of the things that just allows my brain to shift into that more nurturing type role that i had with my children and so taking baths does that for me i also uh, have a go-to song that I probably play like at least 25 times a week, which is Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. And it literally can shift me in a nanosecond. Whatever I've been experiencing, it's just that reminder that I need that just kind of sets the tone for anything else moving forward. I love that. You know, It's always my favorite question in the interview because I've received so many different ways that people recharge creatively. Everything from, you know, I check myself into a hotel for the weekend to, you know, I eat a big bowl of my favorite cereal. (laughs) I mean, you know, just for everyone, it's so different. I love that. What is the best way for my listeners to connect with you? Yeah. So, you know, the best way would just pop over to my website at uh, kellyrezendez.com just k-e-l-l-y-r-e-s-e-n-d-e-z.com and that'll just take you everywhere to to find out what i've got going on with GoBundance and you know with my book big voices my absolute purpose in life is to help people increase joy and reduce self-suffering and i do that through a couple different ways so would love to connect with them all there Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. This has been a fantastic interview. Kelly, uh, I appreciate you and learned so much just in this short half hour. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. I've admired you for so many years and it's just been an absolute delight. Wonderful. We'll continue the conversation then. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you. What a great conversation. I love meeting people like Kelly. I just feel like I feel filled up after a conversation with people like her. You can reach out to Kelly yourself on GoBundanceWomen.com. You can also find her book anywhere they're sold. It's called Big Voices, An Invitation to Women to Awaken, Increase Joy, Reduce Suffering, and Think Differently. And you can always reach out to me if you'd like at MendonzaMedia.com or if you'd like to drop me an email, Christina at MendonzaMedia.com. Thanks so much for being here and spending the time. I'm Christina Mendonza. Let's stay connected. This has been The Power Profile with Christina Mendonza. Stay connected through MendonzaMedia.com.